we're going to be talking to Mike Wright. Mike is the Director of Health, Safety, and Environment for the United Steel, Paper, and Forestry, Rubber, Manufacturing, Energy, Allied Industrial, and Service Workers International Union. Now, he joined the USW back in 1977. He became the department head in 84, and he also served as the head of the union's education department, and that's where he directed the training for participants in the joint union management partnership programs in the steel industry. More than a pleasure to have Mike Wright joining us today uh, from the USW. Mike, good afternoon and welcome. Hello. Let me say it's a great honor to be on your show again. Oh, well, Mike, it's good to have you back. A a second date is always a nice thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, April 28th is a date that maybe not everyone knows, but most people should, and we definitely want to spread the word. April, excuse me, April 28th. April 28th is Workers' Memorial Day. First of all, let's talk about Workers' Memorial Day. Can you give us some background on this holiday? Sure. It began back in the late 70s, um, and we, we believe the first place it really, uh, it really happened was at a big mining smelting complex in Sudbury, Ontario, where our president, Leo Girard, comes from, actually. Um, and, and workers there decided that it, was, um, it, was, it would be good to have a day when we remember our lost brothers and sisters, people who died in the workplace. Uh, it began there. It spread through, through Canada fairly quickly. It, it was known in Canada as the Day of Mourning, and still is. Um, in the early 80s, it came down to the United States. We started calling it Workers' Memorial Day, and we, we, um, we commemorated every, every April 28th. It's a day to, as I said, remember people who lost their lives in the workplace or from the long-term effects of occupational disease, and, um, and, and, and then to rededicate ourselves to fighting for the kind of society where that doesn't happen. The, uh, the, 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 the key sort of um, rhetoric that we use to describe Workers' Memorial Day came from Mother Jones, who was a great labor organizer back in the 1800s. Um, her, what she said um, is that we ought to mourn for the dead but fight like hell for the living. And that's, that's what we try to do. That's what the day is all about. I want to tell you something that um, both my grandfathers were sheet metal workers, and uh, they're no longer with us. Um, But after college, before I went into broadcasting, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and that was a temporary desire. And I worked, actually, um, doing my law clerkship at um, an asbestos litigation firm. And I learned a lot about union workers, um, whether they be steel workers, whether they're sheet metal workers, uh, whether they're pipe fitters. I mean, the list goes on. You know this. Who've been exposed to different things. And who, who th- these people really suffered. Some of them died on the job or some of them died as a result of the job. And I remember calling my grandfather and saying, look, I think you've been exposed to, exposed to this stuff. And it's funny, not funny, but ironic. My grandfather for years had this like wheezing when he would breathe and he went to the doctor and sure enough after that special B reader you know x-ray that they take of your lungs um, he uh, he was afflicted with uh, asbestos and had damage in the lungs as a result now he was lucky he lived a long life he wasn't exposed like so many others but I think it's essential that we observe workers Memorial Day but we are aware of not only what's happened in the past but what unfortunately in 2016 on some work sites, and what would happen without unions uh, to workers today? Because many of us, our, our fathers, our mothers, our grandparents, did suffer on the job or did die on the job or as a result of some of the suffering or exposure that they had from the job. Um, do, do you think this also is almost like a springboard to renew the fight to keep jobs safe for America's workers? 
that that's exactly what we want it to be. We want it to be a day on which we rededicate ourselves and and remind the world about um, about uh, the fact that there are deaths in the workplace. There are far too many deaths in the workplace. One one death is one death in the workplace is is far too many. But but um, the, the latest statistics from the Bureau of Labor from the Bureau of Labor Statistics um, had forty eight hundred workers dying as a result of traumatic injury on the job and we know from studies that probably the number of people who died from the long-term effects of the work they did whether it's asbestos or silica or solvents or many other things um, is ten times that number ten times that number so we're talking about in the neighborhood of 55,000 deaths a year in just the United States Um, and, and worldwide and, and I should say that, that Workers Memorial Day is now, seller, is, now um, is, is now observed in more than 60 countries around the world. Um, worldwide, this, this, the, the latest statistic, the latest estimate, and it's a crude estimate, um, is that 2 million people a year die as a result of the work they did. That's an enormous number. Like you said, if you know one is too many, but two million, I have to say that that's an incredibly high number. I mean, when you look at how many people die from uh, you know certain things, um, this year in 2016, I know that the USW, the AFL-CIO, not only observed Workers Memorial Day, and like you said, uh, to remember those who have suffered, to remember those who have died on the job, and as we just spoke of, to renew the fight for safe jobs. But this year, there's a coming together to call for even more in this country with regard to workers and more work that needs to be done. Um, We certainly want the environment for workers to be safe um, and to be healthy, but also we want them to be paid fair wages because and and to get proper benefits because that all pays in and plays into no pun intended um, to an entire well-being of an employee and proper health of that employee, the wealth aspect, and obviously the proper health care for them and their families. Absolutely. Uh, The World Health Organization defines health uh, as a complete state of physical, mental, and social well-being. And and, um, not, not the mere absence of disease or disability. So when we talk about health being a complete state of well-being, um, that, that goes beyond just stopping occupational disease and occupational injury. It goes to, the, to, to all the ways that, that workers need to be protected, not just in their, in their, in their, in their, in their bodies and their safety, but, but also in, in, um, in, 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 in uh, uh, their income, their rights, um, their ability to live a, dig- to, 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 to live a dignified life. Uh, no, no question about it. Um, there have been many victories, though. Uh, that have been won uh, by the unions on behalf of working people. And obviously that helps to, you know, keep that commitment uh, to fight until every single person is in a job that is safe. Um, Every single person has the freedom to form unions, uh, form unions without the threat of retaliation or to be, you know, having their worker status changed. Uh, What what do you see right now is the most immediate? Well, first of all, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, talk talk to us about how rewarding this aspect of your job can be when we do celebrate victories that are won by great unions such as the USW who fight on behalf of these workers for these areas that we've discussed. Well, let me tell you about two that we won recently. One is one is one that is fairly well known. The other is uh, is one that's known only to a handful of people. But but the one that's fairly well known is that um, two weeks ago we we um, we finally got uh, after after decades of work. 
a new standard for silica. Silica is sand. Um, sand itself is not a hazard, but if you were to grind that sand up so finely that you could breathe the dust all the way down into your lungs, um, it, it causes a disease called silicosis. Uh, it also causes lung cancer. Um, that's been known since the time of the Romans. Um, we've known that for 2,000 years. And for the last 50 years, we've known that the current standards um, aren't, aren't adequate, that we needed to cut the amount of silica that workers are allowed to breathe. And we also needed to do a lot of other things like medical surveillance and, and providing the right engineering controls. Um, it took a very long time to get that standard. This, the standard setting process in this country is very long and very complicated um, and very stacked towards employers. Uh, but we finally achieved that standard. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and OSHA released a final standard, and that will save numerous, numerous lives, a lot of disability. Um, it'll prevent a lot of human misery. That battle isn't over because um, the, uh, the 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 major companies that use silica um, went into court, and they have they've now sued OSHA. So we need to we need to defend that process through the through the courts, but. Um, but but as a as a partial victory as a ro- as a step on the road to gaining control over this terrible tragedy, um, it's a, it's an important step. So that's that's one victory, and, and and that was very sweet for a lot of us who've worked on this for a long time. Uh, a good friend of mine named Alan White, a guy who's got silicosis, um, really heroically despite his disability, uh, was involved in in all of in all of that struggle. Um, came to the hearings. Uh, and and was present on the day when the Secretary of Labor announced the new standard. It's a it's an especially, I think, bittersweet victory for him because he's he's um, he's suffering increasing disability from 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 silicosis. But he fought back against that disease in the best way he knew. He tried to make sure that other people did not suffer as he has. Um, that's an inspiring story. The other yeah. victory is one where we had a worker who who um, filed an OSHA complaint in a small paper mill in, um, in Lewiston, Idaho, uh, four years ago. company fired him. Um, we, we took his case to court. The Department of Labor took his case to court. And earlier this week, we, I'm sorry, late last week, we won a complete victory in that case. He got back pay. Um, he got, um, got, got an additional payment for his pain and suffering um, from the fact that he was he was fired and couldn't find a job for a long time and um, the court also imposed punitive damages on the employer and they sent a message that um, people have a right to complain about safety and health people have a right to talk to OSHA uh, so so that's another victory not a lot of people know about that but it's but it's important we're going to take a break. Those are two great stories. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the fights that continue in 2016 and the struggles uh, that the USW and unions throughout this country have with regard uh, to workers, their rights, their environment, their wages, their health care, and more. We're talking with Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety, and Environment for the USW. We'll be back right after this. Follow the Steelworkers at Steelworkers. Follow President Leo Girard at USW Blogger and check out the website for USW at USW.org. Back with Mike and you right after this. Questions, comments, opinions, concerns? Call us at your show, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall to tweet me there. And like I said, follow the Steelworkers at Steelworkers and President Girard at USW Blogger. Back after this. 
Leslie Marshall, The Simple Truth in a Complicated World. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. More than a pleasure to have him back with us today. We're talking about April 28th, and that is Workers' Memorial Day. The unions like USW and AFL-CIO observe Workers' Memorial Day. And as we discussed before the break, it is to remember those who have suffered and died on the job and to renew the fight for safe jobs. Um, how, how big a fight is that now still in 2016, Mike? And what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that we have uh, right now? not necessarily going forward, but just right now that you guys are fighting? It's a big fight, and it's a fight at really every level. We, we fight it out on the, uh, on the shop floor with employers who just don't want to do the right thing. And I should say that, that a lot of employers do, do, do want to do the right thing. We have very good relationships with a lot of our employers, and we work together very constructively on safety and health. But there are always people who, who you know, are willing to risk workers' lives as a way of making increased profits. And that's part of what the union is for. It's to defend workers. So the fight goes on at that level, and it goes all the way up to the halls of Congress, where last Last week, um, there was a congressional hearing in, uh, on the House side where the Republicans um, took on the new OSHA silica standard, had a number of witnesses whining about how difficult it would be to comply and how terrible it was and how OSHA had overreached and, and, uh, and in one case how OSHA had kind of rushed to judgment. This standard took 20 years to get into effect, but it was a rush to judgment in the words of this witness. Um, so, you know, it's... it's um, it, it goes on everywhere, and it's uh, and especially with the Republican Congress, it's becoming it, it has become in the last six years much more difficult. You know, there are people out there listening, Mike, that get confused because some people remember, you know, the Triangle Shirt Factory fire back in the day, and they think, wait a minute, aren't there regulations already in place or controls already in place? Um, because, you know, we, we, we read nearly every day. I think it's disgusting, and this is why the work is not done. And, you know, not only do we have to have a Workers' Memorial Day, but the fight continues on. Um, there are hazardous working conditions out there. These are unregulated conditions. These are uncontrolled conditions today in the United States, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me give you one example. Um, OSHA, OSHA has standards for about 470 chemicals. There are an estimated 10,000 chemicals in use in industry, um, and those change all the time. It takes OSHA years and years to, to set a standard for a new chemical that may come on the market. Um, but but that, dur- during that time, workers can be exposed to that chemical um, with no regulations whatsoever, and, um, and, and that's got to change. And we've seen... We've seen exotic chemicals that have been used in in, uh, in different workplaces that have have created some horrific effects on workers that weren't weren't recognized because the chemicals that weren't initially recognized because the chemicals had not been tested. Um, in one case, 
some untested chemicals uh, in a in a plant that made pesticides um, made every made many of the male workers in the plant sterile. Um, in another case, um, it caused uh, among both male and female workers bladder paralysis, um, and and we we found out sometimes 20 years later that a chemical causes cancer. So. Yeah, OSHA has some regulations, and we depend on them, and they're good regulations. Some of them need to be updated, but um, but they're in place for so many things. And when OSHA sets a new regulation, the death toll from that particular hazard goes down dramatically. But there are so many unregulated hazards. That, uh, when, when employers cut these corners, obviously they're cutting they're cutting corners for cost. Um, and this puts workers in serious dangers. It can cost them lives, but they're also violating the law, right? In many cases, yes. And why is why are they so comfortable doing that? Most of us fear breaking the law. Well, for one thing, the penalties are quite minor. Um, the, the, for example, the, the penalty for a serious violation of the law um, of of, a, of an OSHA standard, a serious violation, is seven thousand dollars. So, if a worker dies from a serious violation of the OSHA Act. Um, the maximum penalty for that violation is $7,000. That will increase a little bit as a result of an act of Congress to about twelve. Uh, okay, in, hold that thought. Hold that thought, Mike. I hate to interrupt. we got to take a sure. break. I totally forget that we're on a radio show and I'm talking to you. <laughs> I just feel very inf- informational, educational conversation. We'll be back with Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety, and the Environment uh, for the USW. We'll be back. Check out their website, USW.org. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers or at USW Blogger for President Gerard. back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. I just want you to know that GEICO has been saving people money for over 75 years. Back with our guest, Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety and Environment for the USW. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers. Follow President Gerard at USW Blogger. And the website for the USW is USW.org. Mike will also answer your questions. Maybe you have some experiences to share, comments to make. Give us a buzz, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543, or follow us on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We're talking about Workers Memorial Day. Um, we were talking, Mike, before I had to cut you off there uh, for the break, and I apologize, um, about some of the challenges, and you said there are many, uh, that we have right now in 2016, but also um, how companies, uh, corporations, are so comfortable breaking, violating the law. Well, like I said, Leslie, I think that's that's partly as a result of the penalties. Um, and we talked a minute ago about the civil penalties, about what OSHA can fine a company for for, uh, for violating its standards. But but there are also criminal penalties in both the Occupational Safety and Health Act and in the Mine Safety and Health Act. Minors are protected by a different rule. And let me give you an example of, of how those penalties operate, um, that is to say the criminal penalties. You may remember Don Blankenship, the guy who... Uh, yes who ran Massey Energy and who was responsible for the deaths of 29 miners at the Upper Big Branch back in 2010. Um, he finally came to trial last year, and it was on three charges. One was um, essentially lying to investors about um, what the accident meant for, for their investments. Uh, a second was lying to an MSHA 
um, to to uh, uh, mine safety and health investigator. Uh, and the third was for committing the kind of violations that led to the deaths. The jury found him innocent of the first two, and I don't, you know, I would have liked to have seen him convicted, but I don't have a problem with it. I believe in the American jury system, and, and, uh, and I think he got a fair trial. Uh, they, they convicted him on, on the last one, on the committing the violations of the type that led to the deaths. Here's what I, do, here, here's what I have a problem with, though. Um, if he had been convicted on that first charge, the penalty would have been 30 years in prison, the maximum penalty for lying to investors would have been 30 years in prison. On the second charge, lying to an MSHA investigator, the the penalty would have been five years in prison. But on what he was convicted of, um, committing the violations that led to the deaths of 29 people, the maximum penalty was one year. And if he had been under OSHA instead of MSHA, the maximum penalty uh, would have been six months. That's scandalous. Yes. Um, when, when, when the maximum penalty OSHA can, can a, the, 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 the maximum, the, yeah, the, the, maximum criminal, the maximum criminal penalty OSHA can, can assess for a workplace, for, for a willful violation of a standard resulting in a workplace death is six months. Um, the, we, we, by, by contrast, uh, the, the penalty for harassing a wild burrow on federal land which is an environmental crime, is five years. And the message that sends is that, is that the, the serenity of a borough um, is worth ten times the life of a worker. And, the, um, and, and providing you know, decent information to investors uh, or, or not doing that, uh, the penalty is um, 60 times, under OSHA at least, what it would be for killing a worker. That's a that's a pretty curious set of priorities. It and truly, what message it, does that send to our nation's working people? Absolutely, that they're 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 not equal to the rest of the human race in America. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's any other you know way to put it that um, you know they're a substandard uh, category when it comes to the law, when it comes to uh, enforcement of the law. I, I want to talk about. You know, we have this whole idea right now where this mindset, if you see something, say something. Now, that's with regard to Homeland Security when we're at airports. But, you know, this is an encouragement that, you know, unions make to the employees that if you as a worker see something, if you see a hazardous uh, condition, if, if you see an injury and somebody's afraid, if something happens and you see something, say something. Talk to me about what happens uh, to some, even many workers today, who report job hazards or job injuries, what happens to those individuals? If they have a union, they have some protection because um, we can we can take uh, if if the employer tries to retaliate against that, we can take a great we can take a case through what's called the grievance procedure um, that goes to to, uh, to to an arbitration process by an impartial arbitrator, and uh, we. We seldom lose those cases. So when workers are willing to stand up, are willing to say this is hazardous and we're not going to take it, um, and they get they get uh, they get punished for that, um, we can we can almost always win win those cases and sort of shove that back in the employer's face. Now, I should say that some employers welcome people coming forward with hazards because um, just like us, they don't want to see people die in the job. Um, not not just for 
not just for humanitarian reasons, but because that also affects their bottom line. Those we have plenty of enlightened of, of enlightened employers that you know that 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 actually solicit workers to talk about um, unsafe conditions on the job. But far too many are just the opposite. And with a union, we can protect them. Uh, other workers who don't have a union have some protection through OSHA, but it's a it's a fairly weak program. OSHA will. As as you saw in the last case, um, OSHA took that case and they um, and they and they got got the got the back pay. They got the job back uh, for that affected worker, and OSHA can do that through its through its program. But it's a it's a tougher road. It requires the federal courts. It takes longer, um, but but it works in some cases. We've always told people, look, um, your life is more important than your job. We will do our best to protect you. But um, but but if you have to speak up to protect your life, then speak up to protect your life. Your life is worth it. The employers also contract out. And we've talked to workers, uh, uh, you know, across the board, and you know, who work, you know, for the USW and other unions uh, in this state in California, where I am, and other states uh, in our country. Employers contract out work, and to avoid responsibility, they often will contract out that dangerous work, and that th- these workers don't have unions backing them. And these are some of those workers that, as a result of the uh, employer's greed and trying to uh, get around uh, the law and regulations and uh, the unions who have the workers' backs, these are some of those workers that are killed uh, and that are injured or even are diseased uh, because of these dangerous, uh, this dangerous work that employers contract out to individuals that don't have union protection, correct? Yeah, that, that happens a lot, and we... We don't like contracting out. Um, we understand that there are some some things like major construction in our plants that need to be contracted out. But companies too often try to contract out routine maintenance and things like um, like house cleaning and things like that. And we and and we fight that wherever we can. At the same time, we want to make sure that those individuals are protected as well. Um, first, because we care about them as human beings. But second, because if the employer is contracting work out to avoid safety regulations, it's in our it's in our interest to make sure that that they don't get away with that. That the safety regulations apply to contractors just like they do with us. So we we work pretty hard on that. In fact, we've got a program in the in the steelworkers called the emergency response program, where we um, when somebody dies or is seriously injured in one of our workplaces, we we dispatch a team. Um, in most cases, one of them. Um, helps investigate the accident, but the other member of the team, or members of the team in some cases, work with the family, work with the victim to make sure that they get all the benefits that they're entitled to. And we do that no matter who it is in one of our workplaces, whether it's a member, whether it's a non-member in a right-to-work state, whether it's a contractor, whether it's a supervisor. Um, we, we care a lot about who's a, who's a union member and who isn't. Um, most of the time, but when somebody is killed or seriously injured, at that point, we're all brothers and sisters. Absolutely. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back uh, with our great guest. Wow, this hour is flying by. Uh, We'll be back with Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety and Environment for the USW. Follow the USW on Twitter at Steelworkers. Follow President Leo Gerard, President of the USW. Great guy and many of you know him and are fond of him who is often here on the show at USW Blogger. And the website for the USW is USW.org. When we come back, one more segment with Mike. So if you have questions or comments, opinions, concerns, share them at 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. More with Mike regarding this issue and Workers Memorial Day, April 28th, right after this.
Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Radio talking about Workers Memorial Day, April 28th, and why it matters, why it's important. And we're talking with Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety, and Environment for the United Steel, Paper, and Forestry, Rubber Manufacturing, Energy, Allied Industrial Services, Workers International Union, USW. Mike, um, thanks for holding. Welcome back. Leo Girard, um, every Monday, uh, has the front page uh, of the Huffington Post blog. Great blog. We share it with everybody uh, and every social uh, media outlet that we are connected to. And one where, and I'm going to talk about stats in, in just a minute, but I wanted to point something out. Um, this is um, uh, actually um, a great passage from Leo's blog. This is about a friend of yours, uh, Alan White, uh, who has silicosis. Quote, he doesn't understand why some corporations devalue human life. And this is to your point earlier about that devaluation. Uh, at our facility, we buy copper and zinc and tin. Copper is a couple dollars a pound. Tin is a few dollars a pound. Anyone who tries to take that out of the plant and to a scrapyard to make a few dollars can get fired. Just like you protect your raw materials, the people who do the work to make that raw material into a finished product must have some importance and protection. And I'm sure you agree with that 100%. Uh, did you, uh, did you uh, and quote, why not show the same consideration for your human resource to make sure they are not injured? Can you speak to that? One of the problems is that we, the society externalizes the cost um, of occupational injuries and occupational illness. And let me explain what that means. Take illness, for example. A lot of people um, who become sick because of their work, uh, the sickness doesn't really manifest itself until after they've retired. And so they're thrown on to the regular health insurance system. Um, if they don't have insurance, and thank God for the Affordable Care Act, because so many of them do now, um, then, you know, essentially society picks up that cost. So the, so, so the benefit, if you can call it that, of operating without adequate controls um, accrues to the company. But the cost of doing that, the sickness that the worker endures, the financial cost too often is borne by the whole society. Okay, I want, I want to talk about some stats, like I said. Workplace injuries and deaths are the most unfortunate byproduct of a workplace, as we've discussed. 4,679 workers were killed on the job in 2014. Um, those are the most current stats uh, that are available. Almost 90 a week um, or more than 13 deaths every day. Um, and it, when you just look at some of these totals uh, of deaths on the job, uh, when you look at the, the most common injury types and the most frequently cited OSHA standards that are violated, it makes me think that we as a nation can do more. What can our listeners do on Workers Memorial Day, Mike? Because this shouldn't just be a holiday that we say on April 28th, hey, we you know think about the people that have gone. What can we do for the people that are here? 
Well, first, everybody who works in any kind of workplace, and I don't care if it's a factory or an office or a or a transport unit or a hospital, um, there are there are some some hazards everywhere. So. So, you know, look around, talk to your coworkers, figure out what it is that, that threatens your safety and threatens your health on the job. If you've got a union, um, talk to the union about it. If you haven't got a union, organize one. Uh, we, can, we can help with that. We can help with, every, with, with all those things. Um, and just remember your neighbors who may have been injured or killed on the job. Uh, and and I, I think the most important thing, though, is to understand that what we do politically matters, that there are politicians who try to, you know, who get huge, who get huge campaign contributions from the industry um, and the parts of the industry that want to operate without any controls at all, that want to externalize their costs. Um, and and, and there, there are politicians who are fighting to make a difference, to... To, to really um, get some control over these deaths in the workplace. There's an act in Congress um, called the Protecting America's Workers Act. It probably will not, it certainly will not pass in this, in this Congress, dominated, dominated as it is by Republicans, but it would, it would vastly improve the OSHA law. It would close some of the loopholes, like the fact that this, both the civil and the criminal penalties are so, are so small. It's only got a few co-sponsors so far. Um, and, and it's important that even though it won't pass in this, in this Congress, it's important to build support for it so it will pass in the next Congress or the Congress after that. Talk to your representative and talk to your senators and to your congressional representative and, and ask, you know, have you co-sponsored this bill? And if you haven't, why not? Uh, if, if you happen to have Republican senators or a Republican congressional representative, talk to Talk to them and, and ask um, why, why are you doing this to workers? What what you know? Um, we we are your constituents. Your your constituents are dying in workplace accidents. Um, as far as I know, we've had at least one workplace death in almost every congressional district. Um, ask why that wow. congressman, congresswoman, or senator um, isn't on the right side of this issue. There are lots of things people can do. Yeah, speaking of death on the job, uh, the toll of neglect, the 24th annual report on workplace deaths and injuries, uh, that does include a state-by-state, you know, the statistics and the reports on the injury. From that, uh, nearly 3.8 million work-related injuries and illnesses were reported, but also many injuries are not reported. And we talked about people, if you see something, say something, and reporting and how essential that is. Uh, The true true toll then, because not everybody's reporting, is probably two to three times greater. So we're talking about somewhere between 7.6 million to 11.4 million injuries each year. Um, This just speaks to how essential it is that somebody say something so that companies are aware that this this isn't going to be tolerated by the worker. Like you said, their life is more important, or another's life is more important. Yeah, a lot of workers are afraid to report injuries because they uh, they think they'll be punished for it, and a lot of companies um, encourage that belief. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's a it's um, a violation of OSHA standards for a company to to falsify accident records, but. But um, if you can get workers not to report the accident in the first place, then you're kind of home free. So what they do is they establish policies that say um, if you that essentially say if you get hurt in the plant uh, and 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 you tell us about it, we will find a way to punish you. Uh, so workers don't. 
Um, now, obviously, if it's a very serious injury or a fatality, then then it's pretty hard to cover that up. But um, but for the less serious injuries, the the ones that we really need to know about in order to to understand what's going on in that workplace, uh, too often workers themselves don't report those because they fear being punished. Now, if you got a union, again, we can we can help protect people, and we've we've um, fought back those policies successfully in a lot of our workplaces. And OSHA has a new policy um, from a, from about two years ago where. Um, where they will, if somebody is discriminated against, if somebody is punished for um, for a lit, you know, on some trumped-up charge because they reported a workplace injury, OSHA will take that on as a case, and that's that's very helpful. But there are still too many workers who are afraid to report. Well, like you said, um, regarding OSHA um, and the silica rule, a stronger OSHA silica rule, that would save thousands of lives, and there's much work to be done there. And I also want to mention a tweet and then have you uh, comment in closing, Mike. When sure. we asked on Twitter, why do Americans have to, um, uh, have to breathe harmful uh, silica uh, with 40-year-old safety standards? Um, and obviously this speaks to a Democratic Congress. And we have an election coming up in November where people need to get out and vote and keep this in mind. Uh, Larry tweets, Democrats apparently missed their chance when they controlled both houses of Congress. Would you say that Democrats, uh, quickly, would you say that Democrats uh, dropped the ball? And would you say thousands of lives uh, could be saved if we had a stricter uh, silica safety standards for OSHA? Well, first we, first we now have stricter silica silica standards they're not in place yet um, they're still under attack in the courts but if uh, but but barring a successful challenge in the courts they will go into effect on a on a defined schedule um, as, as far as as far as Congress dropping the ball Congress had a lot of balls in the air back in the two years and it was only two years when when uh, when 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 the Democrats controlled both houses of Congress and controlled the presidency and and the and the big issue back then was the Affordable Care Act and um, I think, you know, I don't want to say that the, the, that the Protecting America's Workers Act was unimportant. It was very important. It had been it, it had been introduced then, but Congress can only do so much. Right. And very, they just very, couldn't very, get it done in those two years. So that, we're hoping that if we can take back the Congress, take you know, and 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 continue to hold the presidency, that we can get it done in the next two years. Very good. Thank you, Mike. So so informational and, and educational. Mike Wright, Director of Health, Safety, and Environment for the USW. 